this episode of My Life at a Weird Angle really came across a bit of random. Random now and random a few years ago because I didn't plan either one. But first things first, the word is off course. And when my wife and I were dating, we were texting a lot because she was working nights. We could only see each other like every four and a half days or something. And a lot of that time was spent with me in my master's course and to help things go quicker and smoother and just to be more efficient, I tend to use voice to text. And most of the time, it's on point. Most of the time, it gets it just right, even, you know, whether that's in English, Spanish, or French. But every so often, it doesn't. But this time, it seemed to really resonate with her and I, and we still use it, especially when we're just want to we, we want to connect with each other amidst a bunch of people or just with something that's going on because let's face it I mean my life right now as an entrepreneur successful building a house healthy happy purpose-driven family is not the main thing is not exactly how necessarily our lives were supposed to be on course. Like the natural course of my life being biracial for one, just having a black and white uh, parents isn't the norm. And it definitely wasn't the norm and it definitely wasn't cool in the 80s when my, you know, when I was born. And right there, you know, being in a, you know, blue collar military town, my natural course of things would might have been the military or to get into sports and to have that just be you know my goal and the course of things but also I mean I've always known that drug usage was a thing and there have always been people around me in some facet or form some shape or what have you of people doing drugs so much so that when you know, I started dabbling in that world as a teenager. It didn't seem really wrong. It didn't seem foreign. I mean, it was wrong enough. I knew not to have my parents find out wrong enough to not get caught, but not really wrong enough to not do because I saw it just as a means to an end. And I had seen people do it for so long that it just seemed like the natural course of things. But, you know, the natural course of things isn't necessarily the good thing for you. I mean, the natural course of life is just, in this country, you know, you work hard, you get a decent job, you buy a house, you, uh, you know, have a couple kids, get married, you know, you're making about $50,000 a year. That was the natural course of things when I was growing up. That was, you know, the ideal middle class. No one got rich. No one for sure was wealthy and really I had to go off course because the natural course that I embraced led me down some really negative paths and I was unhappy as a teenager I was depressed and I was you know vengeful and angry all the time but thankfully because I just wanted to go off course so bad I wanted to go off script I wanted to 
create my own life in my own world the way that I wanted, the way that I truly wanted, and in an, in a very authentic way. Because, you know, the first uh, 16, 17 years of my life, it wasn't very authentic. I had to deal with a lot of anger and, and turmoil. And, you know, no wonder, no wonder right before, you know, years before, I think when I was 14, yeah, definitely when I was 14, just crying out to God, literally, just, you know, to take me off course, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do these things, I don't want to be around these people, I don't want to be in this place, and just wanting something so different that, you know, it had to be something as abrupt as breaking my neck, it had to be that abrupt to really shake me out of my life and my my way of thinking and my way of doing things. Because like I said, it led me to, you know, to be a very unhappy and angry teenager, which, you know, we never stopped getting older. So that unhappy, angry, depressed teenager would have become an unhappy, angry, depressed adult. And while you can discipline children, it's much easier to handle your shit before you get to adulthood than to try to go through adulthood with all these problems, living a unhappy version of yourself. So I went off script. I went off course. And breaking my neck put me into a position that I never thought I would be in. You know, hearing things that I never thought I would have to hear, like you're never going to feel or move anything below your collarbone. And what kind of life is that really? Not a life that I agreed to. I didn't know it at the time, but I really acted out one of my most popular drops from my book that says you are what you accept and what you refuse to give up. And I just could not accept that. I could not accept that I would never have any feeling or movement again. I could not accept that my parents would have to do everything for me. I could not accept that I wouldn't be able to physically help anyone I just could not accept that as my reality so I didn't you know all of me did not accept that I I looked I saw you know obviously what was going on I, I could see the wheelchair I could see I could feel the pain from it all but I didn't let that define who I was because you know all it really did was give me give me an opportunity to be a superhero something to fight for something to fight through and and i i love a challenge i love a physical challenge especially i'm no i'm no stranger to putting in the work i remember as a athlete in high school you know running cross country or running track or um, playing football that you know sometimes i would be in the back gym where the athletes would be when no one was around i'd be in there doing accessory work i would be running miles by myself i was just down to do the work i had a weight bench in my basement i would do different drills stack the weights just do as much as i could to to really be able to use my body the way that would excel in any situation and even now you know being a wheelchair user for for some time, but never really seeing myself as that. 
I never saw myself as a quadriplegic. I never saw myself as disabled. I just saw it as a challenge that I was getting through. And I like that, you know, Christianity has always been a big part of my life. And, you know, it's, it's times where not a lot of people are around usually when it's quiet, when it's those wee hours of the morning, which I spent a lot of those by myself after my injury and still do sometimes, just not as much. But in those quiet moments is when some of those scriptures would just be ringing in my head. And one of them in particular says, this too shall pass. And a lot of people know that phrase or a lot of people have heard that phrase, but you know, when you're going through something, some big painful long-term fight, or at least, you know, it's, it's told to be lifelong. You're like, no, man, (laughs) no, I can't do that. But it also gives you a bit of comfort that, you know, yes, it will pass. This has come to pass, not come to stay any hardship. And the other one that says, you know, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. No, no obstacle, no, no negativity, no challenge will, will overcome me. I am an overcomer because of whose and what I am. I belong to the creator. I am, I am his, his version of himself on this earth. And I'm powerful because of it. I've gone off course. And I've been able to create my own world because I chose to go off course. It's kind of like in, you know, Neo in the Matrix where he was like, no, you know, at the end of the first one where, you know, they're shooting him full of bullets and stuff. All these bullets are coming out of me. He's just like, no, no, I refuse to accept this. I refuse to live like this. This will not be the world that I live in. And he began to create his own world by his own rules with his own plan, his own vision, and his own connection to power. And that's exactly what I've done. That's exactly what my wife has done. She was a single mom with not great, you know, fathers to those children. And, you know, they chose to not be good fathers. They chose to do negative things and chose to be in a negative space themselves. And... You know, on paper, her life sounded sketchy, but she went off course. She made sure that her children were in a loving household and that they were in a safe neighborhood. She made sure that they were involved in programs like dance and Upward Bound. She made sure that she didn't give up on trying and instilling in them good values. And, you know, simple things that a lot of people take for granted, like eating quality food. She raised them to love vegetables and fruit and good food over over things that aren't necessarily good for us. She went off course, and we're still going off course. Not a lot of people that we grew up with in those neighborhoods and those situations, not, not everybody got married. It wasn't a norm for her. There's a lot of people that have a lot of children, but not not a lot of people are in healthy, happy, prosperous marriages. So she went off course when she married me. She went off course when she found a guy that was from Virginia that was using a wheelchair, battling to uh, walk again and be a multimillionaire entrepreneur. It sounds crazy on paper, our lives. But I love that we went off course because now we're able to really 
use scripture like I think it's meant to be used, which is personally. We use it personally. It's a practical guide for our lives, and we trust things like God going before us to make the crooked places straight, that he is a light on our feet as we go down this path. You know, he protects me and guides me and nurtures me and connects me. And I'm able to fill out, to fulfill and to live out my my desires and my life and my passions because I decided to go off course. This life that I have now, just like my tattoo says, this life that I live in, I live by the spirit. The old me is gone. I died. The version that would succumb to fear and temptation is gone. The version that was living a version of himself and would not live a complete, incomplete expression is gone. All I do is completely express myself, and that's why I'm able to expand and progress. Something I heard from Tony Robbins earlier today in a little clip said, he was saying that, you know, a lot of people come to him and ask him about what's the key to happiness. You seem happy, you seem fulfilled, what's the key to happiness? And he said, progress. All life is meant to progress into the most expansive, expressive version of ourself. That's what fulfillment is. That's what that's what life is. That's what happiness truly is, progress. It's really the people that stop progressing at some point in their life and start to say yes to the fear and no to themselves. Like I said before, you know, we are what we choose to accept and what we refuse to give up. And if you just, you know, a lot of people accept less than what they're capable of. They accept less than they know they deserve. They even accept things that they just don't freaking like, but they just accept it. But me, my wife, and people like us, you know, we we accept greatness. That's the only option. There is no plan B. Greatness is the plan. Fulfillment is the plan. Being able to become one with God as much as possible while we're on this plane is the plan. Going off course, going off script, making our own way is, I think, what we're all called to do. I've said it before and I'll say it again, you know, the scripture that says many are called but few are chosen. And I think it's because the choosing is up to us. We have to choose ourselves. We have to choose the light. We have to choose to believe when there's no other evidence. And really, speaking of belief, I mean, as soon as you have something and other people doubt it, like it seems so big, like, hey, I'm going to walk again after breaking my neck or I'm going to be the first multimillionaire lord with a castle and, you know, connections all over the world. It seems outlandish because they don't know how. And honestly, I don't know how. I'm doing this by day one. I'm doing this with the guidance of the God in me. I'm doing this with faith and belief. And a knowing that this works. But really, going your own way, like I said, is, is the only way. I mean, before they called themselves Christians, before uh, Christianity was a thing, before the Christian church was a thing, the followers of Jesus were just known as the way. It was the way. Yeshua said, I am the way. Okay, well, doing what he does is the way. But what did he do? You know, he, he decided to to not succumb to the fear. 
he decided to do what was difficult because it was right. He chose to give of himself as much as he could. He chose to say yes to the challenge. He chose to heal himself and others. He chose to lift others up and to teach. He chose to say yes to exactly who he believed he was and to write his own story. And we're still talking about that story centuries and millennia later. And that's something that resonated with me when I was a child. I remember being in class and hearing some quote and thinking, wow, it's so awesome and crazy that this person said this in 1864 and we're still talking about it today and saying how great and useful it is. And just having a real tangible moment there to see the to to see and feel the power of words and now i use my words in such a more profound way with my day one teachings that have made such an impact in my own life that of course of course i would share this you know a lot of people that have learned anything about christianity you know they've heard the word the gospel and the gospel says this and the gospel says that but what people don't realize a lot at least most people that i run into is that the gospel means good news these good teachings something good so really that's the same thing that i'm doing with day one is giving people something good telling people this good story letting people know that they're the superhero in their life and that they have the power to create a story that ends well they have a power to create a story that goes well every single day Something I just relearned too, speaking of going off course, is, you know, not even accepting the way things go as final. Because like scripture teaches us, the things that we can see, touch, taste, experience with our five senses, you know, clothing, the weather, people, <laughs> you know, all of those things are subject to change, which is awesome. Even our memories are subject to change because we can just tell ourselves the story we want to tell ourselves. This, this concept that I'm learning and I'm, I've been practicing lately with my uh, with my own mindset is called revision. And revision mindset is really just taking the stories that are in your head from the past and telling yourself the version how you would have liked it to go. For instance, with me, recently there was uh, some situation going on with a colleague of mine that you know he didn't live up to his expectations but really they were my expectations of him that he didn't live up to and that taught me a few things about myself one that I can't expect people to live up or react the way that I would want them to because I'm not I'm not them <clears throat> and two that my success and my my winning my goals are not dependent on the influence of a single person that they're not based on the influence of anybody they're based on my belief and my my meaning that i give them but things went south and and you know it didn't go the way i would like and pretty much just fell by the wayside and a lot of a lot of time was spent and 
you know, I, I felt myself lingering with that. And instead of just going on the natural course of things and being, <clears throat> you know, thinking like, oh, that sucked or that was too bad or, you know, whatever, any of those those negative things that I, I just don't want at all, really, I chose to forgive. And I said that, you know, that own forgiveness with myself and on top of that, use the revision like I was talking about. And instead of, you know, recanting the same negative experience over and over in my head or verbally, I just told the story how I wanted to tell it. That things went swimmingly and his connections really benefited my life and brought me into a new place. And I was able to utilize that relationship that I gained from him to give me the confidence and the know-how and the and the real, uh, you know, kick in the pants in a way to accept and to start a new chapter in my life. Something that has benefited me greatly since then, so I'm extremely appreciative. And being able to do that really took those negative seeds that were being relived over and over and changed them to prosperous seeds. Because I'm a firm believer, like it says in one of my favorite cliches, watch what you say. That, you know, we will eat the fruit of our words like the Bible tells us. So watch what you say is really because you can watch your words become tangible things in your life. And those things will either add to you or they will take away from you. They will either be nurturing fruit or they will be poisonous crap that you don't want. So I took those those negative seeds that were, were blossoming into something that could possibly be more negative in the future. And that was, you know, affecting my present and just changed it. So now those seeds blossom into greatness and gratitude and appreciation. And I avoid the traps that, you know, were set before me. Which is really just fulfilling scripture again that, you know, God gives us the ability to avoid those traps. And that the traps that the enemy sets before us, they will fall in themselves. You know, it's like, no, negative negativity can just be on its own thing. <laughs> you know, it has nothing to do with me. The option's always there, so it gives me the opportunity to to grow and to progress. But, you know, it has nothing to do with the way I think. It's not going to, I'm not going to let it affect me. I'm not going to let it fester and affect my family in a negative way. And really all this time, this mindset, this going off course is really just a constant thing of just staying aware of myself. Being aware of, of how I think, being aware of how things affect me, being aware of my own thoughts and just taking stock in, in myself. Investing in myself, taking stock in myself, spending that time is really just an act of self-love. You know, some people look at it as discipline, some of the things that I do, working out all the time, eating right, um, you know, monitoring my own self-talk and my imagination and being diligent about my, my work and my life. They see these things as, as a regimen, that it's discipline and, oh, no, you know, I'm not that disciplined, I'm not disciplined like you, but it's really just a choice. You know, what kind of life do you want for yourself? I'm making a choice. These are the things that get me closer to that. Like it says in the day one mindset, you know, we have the power to give ourselves the life that we want. We have the power to fulfill our own dreams. I don't have to look to somebody else. Neither do you. None of us do. 
I mean, of course, people are, are great resources, you know. People have connections that can open up doors for us. I'm all for people paying me exorbitant amount of money for my teachings and my clothing line, which is DDH Apparel Co., for all you who do, do not know. And it's really... It's really, like I said, an act of self-love, being disciplined and examining myself, investing in myself, because I didn't choose to be here, and neither did you. I didn't choose the characteristics of my body. I didn't choose any of it. Life just started for me, just like it started for you. But while I'm here, I'm going to make the most of it. I'm going to say yes to myself. I'm going to choose myself. I'm going to choose to say yes to God. I'm going to choose to say yes to those free gifts that he gives me of abundance and intuition and money and smarts and love and joy and peace. All these things that are, are the fruits of the spirit, the things that I can eat, taste, and enjoy. I'm going to accept all of them because that's what I choose to accept. And I refuse to give up, give up on myself. It's awesome going off course. And like I was saying earlier about, you know, believing for big things. That's awesome as soon as you believe, find that great thing to believe in. Because as soon as people say that it's ridiculous or it's unrealistic or how would you do that? I don't see that happening. Or you could never do that. Or nobody around here or nobody in our family has ever done that. Why would you think you can do that? As soon as you start to hear those types of things, you know that's a definite sign that you are on the right track. Because who wants to do something that's not difficult? Who wants to just get by? I mean, who wants to do things that don't matter? Who wants to do minimal things? Like how rewarding and exciting is it to go to the store and buy milk? Not very, because it doesn't take much effort or thought. But how dope is it when you save the world from Thanos? Yeah, it took effort. Yeah, it was tricky. Yeah, you know, I had to put my life on the line. But hey, it's boss when it works out. And that's the thing. It always works out in the best way because, you know, we're all here to just say yes to ourselves and give the contribution to the world that's uniquely designed for us. And you can know exactly what that is for you when you start to listen to yourself more often. Try listening to yourself with small things like when yourself is, is, is saying, hey, uh, you know, weren't you going to read that book? And you just start reading that book. Or, hey, you should wear this, this hoodie and this, this pair of jeans today when you go out. It's always little things, little prompts, little nudges here or there and as soon as you start to say yes to them you'll be able to build trust in yourself trust in that voice trust in that relationship that's always right and always has your best interest and that will lead you to amazing places that you never thought possible saying yes to myself had me in dubai saying yes to myself had me ready to teach 
on the fly. Saying yes to myself put me in a position to meet an amazing woman that I ended up marrying. Saying yes to myself has me with a master's degree and a, and a successful clothing company. Saying yes to myself is me putting out this podcast episode that you know people all over the world are loving and appreciating and benefiting from. Saying yes to myself gives me a legacy that matters and it allows me to better strengthen my children to be great and powerful adults themselves. Saying yes to myself after something that seemed so tragic at the time, like breaking my neck and being told my life was over, was really the most powerful catalyst and really my origin story. Every superhero has an origin story, something crazy, something outlandish, usually something dangerous or seemingly tragic at the time that happens that they end up using and utilizing and being motivated by. Which brings me to one of my favorite words lately that I've been meditating on and talking to my wife about just recently is the is that word motivated, motivation. A lot of people have told me over the years, man, I don't know how you stay motivated. I don't know how to stay motivated. But they think motivation, they look at a lot of people look at motivation as a feeling. And it's not. Motivation, when you break it up into the motive and the ation, the roots of those words mean a reason to move. You know, my motivation is my reason to move, not a feeling that I have. I don't work out when I work out because I feel like it all the time. I definitely don't work out for, you know, anywhere between 30 minutes and two hours because I feel like it all the time. No, it fucking hurts. I'm I'm tight and I'm, you know, having to stretch and take Advil sometimes and get massages and use the massage gun and, you know, CBD oil and all this stuff to keep going. You know, because I work out all the time, not just because it, it just feels great. But the results of that, my reason to move is to use my body in a great way and to inspire myself to keep going, to say yes to the greatest version of me that I can and to, you know, keep that sexy up for my wife. Obviously, I want my wife to want me, you know. And it's not good enough to just be like, oh, well, can I just be a good person? Can't you just love me? Why does being a good person not also the person that takes care of their body? You know? Your version of a good person is not necessarily mine. My version of a good person for me, for Milan, a good Milan, is physically fit, is mentally fit, is financially fit, is sexually fit, is spiritually fit, is everythingly fit. You know, I'm all those things because I'm going, like I said in the beginning, I'm going off course. I'm making my own way. I'm not trying to be a version of someone else. I'm not even trying to be a version of myself. I'm avidly and and purposefully saying yes to myself all the time. No one can look at my life, my clothing, my skill set, my anything as anything but authentic. You know, from the kid that grew up in a military home, in a military town, in Hampton, Virginia, to the guy that's building a six-figure house 
in Austin, Texas are two totally different people. But at the same time, I've always been, well, (laughs) once I started saying yes to myself in my teenage years, really, the perfect version of myself, the truest version of myself. Because now I'm doing all the things that I thought were boss, fulfilling my own desires, which for those who do not know, desire is the means of the Father. Those things that are deep within us are, are given to us by our Creator. You can call that God, you can call it the Father, you can call it Source, you can call it Mother Earth, you can call it fiddlesticks. It doesn't matter. But those desires that are in us to fulfill chose us just like life chose us. But it's up to us to say, okay. It's up to us to choose them back. It's up to us to say, yes, I'm going to go for these things that resonate with me. And when you do, we're all better because of it. And I heard on a uh, podcast, on Jay Shetty's podcast, just earlier today, uh, one of his guests, Russ, the, the music artist, was saying that, you know, we're all here to to give our version of awesome. That That's it. You know, the things that we are meant to fulfill, the things that resonate with us is the things that we're supposed to give to the world. You know, and that we're all living in a world that is surrounded by and uh, filled with the ideas of other people. You know, everything that we see outside of us is an idea that someone else brought to fruition the sweater that i'm wearing right now someone designed a hoodie i didn't design hoodies i didn't invent the hoodie (laughs) you know we use them in ddh you know with our with our slogans and whatnot and there's different qualities and different styles of hoodies but i didn't invent that that was someone's idea the hanger right now that i'm looking at because i record in the closet because that's the most muffled place right now in my house you know, someone invented that hanger. That was someone's idea. The My wife's purse that's hanging on the wall next to me is someone's idea. The phone and the microphone that I'm using right now is all someone's idea. Imagine where the world would be if people just didn't say yes to themselves and their ideas. We're meant to say yes to our, our ideas as long as they're not, you know, killing somebody or, you know, bombing an orphanage or something. Don't do that. But all those things that are that are wonderful and, and give us joy and peace and love and fulfillment and nurture others and help grow ourselves and other people. Like those are the things we're supposed to say yes to, which, again, I love that the Bible is such a practical manual because it says, you know, all these qualities of God, all the qualities of the spirit of, of righteousness and truth. You know, that's how you know things are right. Like, do these things make you feel joyful yes okay do that do these things or does this thing make you uh feel true like it's it just resonates with you so much yes okay then do that does this is this something that you can get lost in and just spend hours in yes then do that is it something that you could possibly help other people with yes okay do that you know it's it's not rocket science here and i think when we refuse to go off course you know, and, and succumb to that fear, we're really just eventually have to lie to ourselves. Lie to ourselves and say, you know, I don't I don't know the way. 
I don't know how to do this, so I'm just not going to do it. Or I don't know if this is right. Or I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. My kids used to say that all the time when I first came into their lives. I don't know. That's like their default response to everything. Hey, what's up? I don't know. Hey, how was school? I don't know. What'd you do all day? I don't know. Like it was just their default response. And once I started to dig deeper, you know, then that just became a non-factor. The I don't know was really just masking them not wanting to be wrong. So they just would say that so that they wouldn't have to get a follow-up question. But that, you know, you might be able to get away with that with, with when you're in school sometimes, but not in life, not in our home, not where we're living in a brave and safe place where, you know, we're really just strengthening each other to be the best versions of ourselves. I don't know, it's just a cop-out. And also, it, it's it's something that I remind my kids to be mindful of the things that they say about themselves constantly saying i don't know or anything negative or non-useful really just plants the seeds for a lesser version of you because really none of us want to be the person that doesn't know something especially when it pertains to our own happiness or or our own lives or ideas you don't want to be in in the dark you want to be in the light. And the best way to be in the light is to say yes to yourself. So if you're debating, if things seem weird, if, if you're the only one doing it that you know of, awesome. You're on the right path. The greatest people in the history of this planet have gone off script, have gone off course. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This is my life at a weird angle. It's Lord Milan. Day one.